Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, February the 26th, 2024. It is currently 11.56 a.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where are you ready? Are you ready for this? Today, it's going to be between 93 and 95 degrees. Yes, you heard that right. Not 95 below zero, like where some of you live, but 93 to 95 degrees. It is going to be hot. Summer has arrived here in West Texas. Yesterday was, I think, almost 90 degrees. It has been warm. So I'm like, I better get up in the studio and do something now before it's too hot to broadcast up here. I'm, I'm going to have to turn on the air, uh, the air conditioning unit behind me or it, or I'm going to, uh, yeah, yeah, I won't be able to even be up here. It'll be so hot. So, but before the weather gets really hot, well, we're going to have to talk about a subject that's going to be a hot topic. Yeah, didn't, didn't, was that, was that a good transition? Was that, was, was not, not really, it, it just, it's, it, that was kind of trash and yeah. And I'm not very good at this. Yeah, I know. And and you probably should listen to a different podcast. Yeah, you probably should. And yeah, this podcast should probably go away. Yeah, it probably should. I, look, I understand. It's the best I had just, you know, on the spot. It's the best I had. It's the best I had. But here, here's what I originally was going to do. I was going to turn on this microphone and kind of give everyone an update about everything going on. And I don't really want to have to go through it all again. I, I really don't. I don't. And, and, but even though I was thinking, maybe I, I'll give some kind of update. Well, I was going to give an update about, well, you know, how was the podcast going and what's going to happen to the church? And all, all I'm going to say is, look, it's very simple. If you want the podcast here, support it. If you don't, then don't. It's that simple. And if you want to support it, go to theologycentral.net, hit the donate tab, or on the church one, or the uh, Sermons 2.0 app, hit the Give tab. It's very simple, very straightforward. And if you give, then, well, that helps pay the bills, all right? In the meantime, there's so much uncertainty. I have no clue. I have no real clue how anything is going to play itself out. Uh, it's it's kind of like a wait and see. We're thinking May will give us a lot of directions about maybe the future of the church. And there's just a lot. So much uncertainty, so much confusion. So I could waste a lot of time talking about that, trying, but I, I don't want to do that. I want to do what, uh, well, what makes this podcast what it is. And that's me t- taking what is going on in the world of Christianity and sometimes talking about it from a perspective that you're not going to hear on probably any other Christian podcast, or at least the majority of them are not going to take my approach. And so everything we attempt to do in the teaching and the preaching and the theological discussions, church history discussions or current events, what's happening in the world of Christianity, I think this podcast always tries to approach things in a unique way with a unique perspective that I know greatly hinders my ability probably to build support for it because I tend to take perspectives that go very contrary to the way many Christians think. I know that. I, I hate that because on one hand, See, I, I, I create a situation where I actually hurt myself, right? Because in many cases, I tick off Christians. 
I definitely am going to tick off non-Christians. So I sometimes am a theology podcast with no home. I'm a theology podcast with no country. I'm a theology podcast with no team. I'm going to offend people, right? I'm going to offend the people who support me. I'm going to offend the people who don't support me. That's the only thing that I can guarantee you is I'm going to usually uh, approach a subject in a way that's going to offend pretty much everyone. And I guarantee you the subject we are about to talk about today, I'm going to offend pretty much everyone. And I'm just going to say this. I mean, look, I'm look, Hey, if I don't know what the future is going to be, you know what? Then let's just go out in a blaze of glory. I'm going to approach the following subject and I'm going to say that the majority of Christianity is 100% wrong on this subject. I'm going to say that in this situation that we're about to talk about, I'm on team Satan. Okay. I know. Oh, wait, wait. I better, I better, I better explain that. I better explain that. But I am on team Satan, not actual Satan, but I'm on team satanic temple. I'm on the Satanist side. I'm not on the Christian side. I'm on the Satanist side. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy. And immediately people are already turning off this podcast, but that's okay. I'm on the Satanist side because I think Christians are out of their ever living minds. I think Christians have this mentality that they should rule the country and that that everything should be done their way. And I'm sorry, as Christians, we don't want to rule this country. This is not our home. We're pilgrims and strangers here. We are not trying to establish some theocracy. We're not trying to establish some Christian nationalism. And if you think that that's what you are supposed to do, then we're not on the same team. I'm going to support the people you're trying to impose your view on. I'm going to, I'm going to be on the opposite side. So in this case, we have two sides. Team John MacArthur or Team Satanic Temple. John MacArthur or Satanic Temple. Well, I'm on the Satanic Temple side. Here is the story. It was published today, Monday, February the 26th, 2024. Here is the headline. John MacArthur defends Navy veteran who toppled satanic altar in Iowa Capitol. Noble stand. The people who are doing what are right are the ones being punished. All right. Now, if you remember the story in the Iowa Capitol building, some Christians had set up like a nativity scene. A nativity scene was set up, right? Or someone had set up a nativity scene, which clearly puts forth a Christian message. It is promoting Christianity. It is promoting the birth of Christ. Now, this is in a state capitol building. So there you have a capitol building, this building being used to promote Christianity. Well, obviously, the satanic temple said, well, wait a minute. If you can promote Christianity, then you can promote other religious beliefs or other religious systems. So they put up an altar to Satan, which offended Christians. How dare? Now, they were all good with the nativity scene. So see, they want their faith to be promoted, but they don't want other people to have the same rights. And let me make this very clear. The rights you demand are the rights you must give. The rights you take away are the rights you must give up. 
But I guess Christians don't quite see it that way because we're so arrogant to think that it should be our way. But here's the story. Pastor John MacArthur recently praised the U.S. Navy veteran who is facing criminal charges for toppling a satanic altar near a nativity scene in the Iowa State Capitol last December. Michael Cassidy was charged with felony mischief and a hate crime last month for pushing over the display that was erected by the Satanic Temple of Iowa and featured a red-cloaked statue in front of a candlelit altar adorned with seven fundamental tenets of the organization. Responding to a congregant who likened Cassidy's act to Gideon tearing down the altar of Baal, MacArthur said during a question and answer session at Grace Community Church last week that he absolutely supports what Cassidy did, but noted he will have to face negative consequences and a society that increasingly rewards evil and punishes righteousness. No, John MacArthur, this has nothing to do with a society rewarding evil and punishing righteousness. This is about a society that believes in the freedom of religion. And if you, if Christians have the freedom to promote the incarnation, then other religions have the freedom to promote their tenets and their beliefs, even if it's about Satan. And if you're going to deny them the right, then deny the Christians the right. Here's a novel idea. No religious symbolism, no religious displays within the Capitol building. The end. Everyone should be happy. Oh, but Christians will be like, we're being persecuted. They won't put up a Christmas tree. They won't put up a cross. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Our religious freedom is taken away. So then someone's like, okay, then you get the freedom. But we're going to give the freedom to the Muslims and to the Satanist and to the Buddhist and to any other religion, to Wicca. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Why do Christians want everything? To be according to the way they think it should be. So no, MacArthur, this is not about someone punishing, rewarding evil and punishing righteousness. Then MacArthur goes on to say, and I quote, you have to take the consequences if you do it. But that was a noble thing to do. Uh, That was something that he felt deeply in his heart. It wasn't noble. It wasn't noble to destroy someone else's property. It wasn't noble for you to go mess with someone else's property. If that's noble, then I call all atheist, I call all agnostic, I call all Satanists to now go and topple down every Christian thing that you can find in any city, tear down the crosses, tear down the nativity scene, knock them down. Because supposedly it's noble to go destroy and tear up someone else's property. Here's a novel idea. Not your property. Don't touch it. That, what a, what a crazy world. It's now righteous to tear up someone else's property. No. We live in a country with the freedom of religion. It's one of the greatest freedoms that we should defend with every ounce of our being. I will defend the freedom of religion with everything in my being. I will yell. I will scream. I don't care if I get silenced. I don't care if nobody wants to support the podcast. I don't care if the podcast gets removed from every platform. I'm going to defend the right of Satanists to promote Satanism. I'm going to defend the right of Muslims 
Muslims to promote Islam. I'm going to defend the right of Buddhists to promote Buddhism. I'm going to defend the right of Mormons to promote Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses to promote Jehovah. And I want the right for Christians to be able to promote and speak of Christianity. And I want us to have the right to criticize those other religions, denounce those other religions, condemn those other religions, and say that their gospels are false. The freedom I want is the freedom I must give. The freedom I restrict is the freedom I will lose. It's not overly complicated. Yes, you can hear my frustration. Yes, I'm irritated. Yes, I'm bothered. But I do not like the arrogance of Christians to act like, No, we're the righteous ones. We're the godly ones. And we're the ones being persecuted. Oh, stop it already, okay? Give it a rest. Church on every street corner in America. Christian broad, Christian radio stations all across the country. Christian television channels on every cable and satellite platform on the earth. Christian websites all over the place. A bazillion Christian podcast sermons broadcasting on the internet 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, are there times and situations where something arises where you're like, uh, think the government's maybe overstepping a little bit? I got no problem addressing those on a case by case situation. But if Target doesn't say Merry Christmas, you're not being persecuted. If Target is selling something that you don't like, you're not being persecuted. If Netflix has a movie that you don't like, you're not being persecuted. Man, if we're going to go with that direction, I think The Chosen is persecuting me because that show gets on my nerves. He continues. What are they doing having an altar to Satan in a state public building, MacArthur continued. That is the offense. The offense isn't that it was removed. The offense is that it was there. But it demonstrates where the culture is, that he gets punished, not the people who set it up. The people who set it up should be punished? Well, then the people who put up the nativity scene should be punished. Why is it that your religion gets to be displayed and someone else's religion doesn't? What kind of arrogance is that? What kind of just nonsense is that? The freedom of religion. So you have to understand you can do that, but you will have to take the consequences and the consequences have turned on him. But we see this in a lot of things, that the people who are doing what is right are the ones being punished. That's the nature of our society. I think that it, that I think that kind of a noble stand is almost biblical to it. No, it's not a noble stand. It's not biblical. It's not noble. It's ridiculous that he thinks he can tear up someone else's property. You know what he can do? He can go 
find out who put up the nativity scene and give them some money or support them. He could go, he could go instead of wasting his time tearing down or knocking over the satanic temple's um, altar, he could go give some extra money to the church. In fact, he could go spend time in prayer. In fact, he could go read his Bible. In fact, he could go stand outside the Capitol building and probably uh, witness and he could probably hand out tracts and he could probably, he could, he could go support Christian podcasts. He could go support Christian ministries. That, that man could have done a million things. Cassidy, a former GOP candidate for the Mississippi House of Representatives, was initially cited with fourth-degree fourth mischief, a misdemeanor, when he turned himself in to authorities after tossing the statue's silver goat head into the trash on December the 14th. Yeah, he's going to go throw it in the trash. Well, someone could go take the nativity scene and throw it in the trash. They could go take the baby Jesus and throw it in the trash. They could take a cross and throw it in the trash. The Polk County Attorney's Office subsequently enhanced the charge to third-degree criminal mischief and a violation of individual rights, a Class D felony under Iowa's hate crime statute, according to a January 30th statement. Evidence shows the defendant made statements to law enforcement and the public and the public indicating he destroyed the property because of the victim's religion, the Polk County Attorney's Office said at the time, adding that the estimated repair costs for the statue uh, made of of pool noodles was, were between $750 and $1,500. Cassidy maintained during an interview with the Christian Post in December that he did the right thing. No, you didn't do the right thing. You didn't do the right thing. There was nothing right about it. Now, you could go stand and decry Satanism. You could go speak against it. And an apparent reference to people such as Republican Iowa State uh, Representative John Dunwell, a pastor who argued the government has no right to discriminate between Christmas and satanic displays on government property, Cassidy suggested Christians who believe the U.S. Constitution protects a satanic altar are overcomplicating blatant evil that they should be resisting. You can resist it. You can speak against it. You, but it has a right to be there if other religions have a right to be there. I've said this a million times. You want the Bible in the public school? Then the Quran can be in the public school. You want the Bible in the public school? The Satanic Bible can be in the public school. Yeah, that's that's the Satanic Bible, right? That can be in the public school. If you if you want uh if you want the if you want prayer in the public school, well then guess what? You can have a, a Catholic nun leading the rosary, or you should have a Muslim leading uh, uh, the call to prayer. Like you, you can't. Just, what Christians want, we want Christianity everywhere, and we want everyone else silenced. We want to enforce, we want to impose Christianity on those, and we want everyone else to be silent. That's not the way we want it to be. The people who wrote our Constitution would be shocked to think of defending Satan as consistent with their beliefs when they wrote the law that govern our nation. You know what? They may have been shocked and they may not have thought that it was consistent with their beliefs. But if you're going to believe in the freedom of religion, then to believe in the freedom of religion. And you know what? I don't really care what the people who wrote the Constitution think. What I, what I want to care about is what is the right thing to do here? I want to protect other people's rights because I'm ultimately protecting mine. I don't know why that is so complicated for the minds of believers. If you want freedom, then give that freedom to other people. 
People start overcomplicating the truth, which is at which is that God is great and should be honored, and the devil is evil and should not be honored. I think that people are trying uh, tying themselves into knots to justify it, and it's really a lot simpler than that. Now he's already now raised more than a hundred and thirty thousand dollars as of money, his legal defense fund. He's raised a so he goes and tears someone else's property up, and he raises a, that. That's what I should do. That, now I know what to do. I know how to raise money for this podcast. I know what to do. I need to go tear up someone else's property and then act like that I'm super righteous and, and every, and that property I tore up was for the ungodly people. That's what, man, that's what I should go do. I should go attack other people's property and tear it up and say, no, everyone give me money. Give me money. And then I, and then I can get $130,000. I get $130,000, I can pay off my house, and then the podcast is set for life. That's what I need to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, you just be watching the news about a a Christian podcaster in Texas. I'm going to go find something to tear up. I don't know what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go tear up something. I'm going to go knock something down, tear up something. I'm going to make a complete spectacle of myself. And then you'll all all be motivated to give me money, I guess. I I, I don't know. So, the comments under this are, are rich. Uh, the comments under here are, are, are rich. Uh, so, uh, so of course, someone has to go uh, Psalm 5. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. Okay, well, yeah, so I guess they're going to do it. And then, they, of course, they quote Acts 5. Peter and the other apostles answered, we must obey God, not men. Well, you know what? I knew someone was going to quote Acts 5. Oh, I get so... <sighs> Sometimes the Christian world makes me want to just take up drinking heavily. Uh, that's that's joking. I don't drink. All right. Here we go. So if you look at Acts chapter 5, all right, and you look at verse 17, I'll just give you a little bit of uh, a little bit of context here. Acts chapter 5 verse 17. Then the high priest rose up and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. Please note, this is religious leaders persecuting. This is a conflict between religious leaders and the apostles. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison door and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Where did he tell them to go? To the temple. Not to the courthouse, not to the Capitol building, not to any governmental building. Go to the temple. And when they heard that they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught, but the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the synod of the children of Israel and sent the prison to, uh, to have them brought. But when the officers came and, and and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the and keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest and the captains of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto they would grow, or, uh, uh, or, or whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them, saying, 
did we not straightly command you not to teach in the name in this name, and behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intended to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles said, we obey, we ought to obey God rather than men. They were disobeying religious leaders, telling them not to preach in the name of Jesus. I very much I'm very much bothered that Christians lack the basic ability to read the scriptures. I really do. That scripture is not about disobeying civil authority. That scripture is about disobeying religious authority that is prohibiting you to preach in the name of Jesus. This is not about a, a satanic display in the Iowa Capitol building. This has nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with what the civil authorities do. This is a text about religious leaders prohibiting the apostles from preaching in the name of Jesus and like we would, we are to obey God rather than man. That's the context. Now, if you may want to say, well, there was, there was some civil authority kind of in there because they kind of served as a civil authority. The issue is they were operating almost some type of a theocracy. Well, under that theocratic kind of attempt to, to govern, they, they did not listen to the chief priests. They did not listen to the religious leaders. It was the religious leaders that were prohibiting them from preaching in the name of Jesus. If you're going to apply this, apply this to a circumstance where religious leaders are telling you not to preach in the name of Jesus. Stop applying this to civil authorities. All right. Then someone else said, it wouldn't be there. Speaking of the satanic display, this is the comments under this article. It wouldn't be there if the evangelicals and right-wing Christians hadn't tried to use the government to support their own personal beliefs in the first place. If you think you can use the government to support your personal religious beliefs, then that right is shared by those that have their own personal religious beliefs. That is absolutely true. All right? That's the whole point. All right? Um, and then someone else, MacArthur is right! Exclamation mark. Of course, yeah, of course. All right. Um, someone else says, this is an, an American hero. So yeah, you're an American hero for tearing up someone else's, you know, uh, you know, uh, Okay, this is so crazy. So then uh, Pastor Dunwell gives us something of the modern evangelical mantra. Uh, people start overcomplicating the truth, which is code for don't think too much. Although to be fair to Dunwell, I agree with that the core issue here isn't co terribly complex. If the state is going to feature or endorse one specific faith on public space, then it is reasonable and fair to demand that it features others as well. The box of chaos and nonsense that such an act opens up is beyond being spotlighted by the satanic, satanic temple to point people back to the constitution. The solution to all this, the solution to all of this is easy. Follow the guidelines of the constitution. The state should not have any vested interest in a particular religious tradition or belief system. That is the right of the individual citizen. The only responsibility of the state under our constitution is to, is to safeguard that the right of all citizens 
to practice their religion without intrusion from the government. That is the responsibility of the government. The responsibility of the government is to not promote one of those religions. And if you're going to use the Capitol building to promote one, it must be open to promote others. In that situation, it was simple. There's a nativity scene and there's a satanic altar. Both are promoted. Everyone can walk by. They can look at the satanic temp, uh, altar or they can look at the nativity scene. Or they can just carry about their business and not look at either. Or you could argue that not, maybe neither one of them should be there. All right. Uh, okay, here it says... Um, Okay, here we go. Okay, so there's some other arguments going on here. We should. There's all kinds of other arguments here. Just everyone's going crazy. Uh, MacArthur continues. So now this is another person making a comment. Uh, I, I'm not reading all of these comments. You can go to the Christian Post and read this entire article and read all the comments for yourself. There's like 50 or 60. People are typing right now as I'm sitting here looking at the article. It says, uh, MacArthur continued, this is the offense. The offense isn't that it was removed. The offense is that it was there. But demonstrate... But but it demonstrates where the culture is, that he gets punished, not the people who set it up. No, John, it demonstrates that the U.S. Constitution allows it. And Cassidy admitted uh, and, and admittedly did this to violate the civil rights of a group of whose free speech he disregarded, he disagreed with. Are only Christians allowed to break the law when they dislike something? That sounds like Christian nationalism. And, and that's so, that's so true. It sounds like Christian nationalism. Hey, I can break the law because I disagree with it. Well, then can anyone just start tearing anything down? Like, I, could we all just allow, respect other people, even if we disagree with their view? The whole thing is just ridiculous. And then other people start arguing that you shouldn't use the term Christian nationalism because that's, that's a lunatic left term. All right. And they go through that. Uh, Okay, here we go. All right, so there then there was more there's more comments and you can you can get the basic idea. You may, basically you've got about half of the people there going MacArthur is right and the man who did it is a hero and this is a great thing and and we've got to destroy this and we got to stand up and all of just the typical nonsensical not ever thinking about it from a even, even a reasonable or logical way. Here's the way it should work. If you want Christians to have the right to have public displays promoting Christianity, promoting their religion, and in some way, shape, or form on public property or in a, cap, uh, a governmental building, if you want that right, whether it's the display of the Ten Commandments, it's a cross, it's a nativity scene, whatever you want on public property, you want it on public property, public land, or in a capital building, a federal building, wherever you want it. You have to afford the same right to other religions. Or you have to then say, no one should be able to put anything up on, in these places. No one. And then everyone is happy. If you want the right, give the right. If you want to deny the right, lose the right. It's not complicated. But for some weird reason, 
Christians struggle with these concepts so very much. And then they quote things like, look, if you don't get anything from this, Acts 5 is about the apostles being persecuted by religious leaders, not the government. This wasn't Rome coming after them, telling them not to preach. And then they said, hey, we must obey God rather than men. They were telling the religious leaders, we must obey God rather than men. This, if you're going to use this, this would be, you're, you're trying to preach the truth and your denomination says, stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And you're like, I'm going to obey God rather than men. This could be where a religious organization is telling you what you can and can't preach. And you're like, sorry, you're not going to make the rules there. But for some reason, we think we can just look, look, it's so weird when Christians rip verses out of context to try to prove a point. If you got to rip, if you can't read the scriptures in context, I don't even know what the point is. Maybe instead of worrying about what the satanic temple is doing, maybe you should learn basic rules of hermeneutics. Instead of worrying about a satanic altar in the Iowa Capitol building, learn how to read the Bible okay, or the Constitution. Okay. Maybe, maybe we could go there. Now, what's going to happen? I'm going to get emails going, how dare you support Satan? How dare you do this? You leftist, woke, liberal, communist, Satan lover. And it's going to be like, once again, you missed every, the important, you missed the entire point. I don't agree with Satanism. I, I know Satanism really well. I have Satanic Bible right here. I can read to you the nine Satanic statements. I know them. I don't agree with Anton LaVey's philosophy that he put forth in this book. I don't, I don't agree with it. It's atheistic. I don't agree with atheism. I don't agree with his perspective in any way. It's absolutely the antithesis to Christianity. I don't agree with it. I disagree with it. But you know what? I want the Church of Satan to be able to put a building wherever they want it. I want them to be able to stand on a street corner and hand out satanic Bibles. I want them to be able to promote and speak and, and say whatever they want against Christianity. Because then I want the ability to hand out a Bible. And I want to be able the ability to put a church building Wherever I want, I want the same freedoms. Freedoms demanded are freedoms you must give. Freedoms taken away are freedoms you must lose. What you want the right to do, you must give to someone else. What the right you want to take away is the right you lose. You want to take books away from the public library? Well, then they, uh, people can argue that Christian books be taken out of the public library. You want to restrict this and take away this and tear this down and do that? Well, then the same thing can happen to you. Now, can you imagine what MacArthur would be saying if someone walked into the Capitol building and tore down the nativity scene and threw it in the trash? Christian, it would be all over every Christian website. Christianity being persecuted, Christians being attacked. They'd probably raise more than $130,000. They'd probably raise $500,000 for, for all the things that they went through. And they would build a bigger, they would be, build back better. They, I, I'm, okay, I'm using a, a phrase that, okay, never mind. Conservatives go crazy over the build back better thing. Okay, all right. But they would be like, we're going to build back better. We're going to make this the best nativity scene. And people would pour out their money and Christians would be like, we're defending Jesus. We're defending Jesus because they would be furious that someone tore it down. 
but I have no problem someone else's stuff got tore down. I do not understand that mentality. And it's frightening because it's almost the desire to impose almost some kind of, I know people hate the word Christian nationalism, but this nationalistic imposed, almost like a mini theocracy there. And it's like, who's going to be in charge of that? And And I know enough history to know whenever that happens, people start dying. I'm not saying people are going to start dying tomorrow. I'm just saying that historically, that's what happens. And then ultimately what it descends into is now religious people are persecuting religious people. And every case where church and state merged in church history, what happens? Catholics are punishing Protestants. Protestants are uh, are uh, punishing uh, Catholics. Lutherans are punishing Anabaptists. Everyone's out there trying to kill one another. Well, the Anabaptists didn't try to merge with the government. They, they usually were outside of the government and didn't want to be a part of the government. Okay, but, but the point is, wh- whoever gets the power with the state utilizes that power to persecute their, what they believe their religious enemies are. That, that, that's not the solution. The solution is, hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, a satanic altar has been put up in the Iowa Capitol building. Here's what the satanic temple teaches. Here are the seven tenets that are there at the altar. This is what those seven tenets teach. Here is the reason we believe that to be a false religious belief, a false idea, and here are the reasons it is wrong. If you're so worried about it, you could then have your church publish up a little publication, the seven tenets of the Satanic Temple, and seven reasons they are wrong. And then you could then hand that out in front of people visiting the Iowa Capitol building, saying, hey, inside there's the Satanic Temple, or uh, they put up a Satanic altar. Hey, please stop by and look at it. You're going to see on there, there's seven tenets. This public, the thing I'm going to hand you is going to show you why we believe those seven tenets are incorrect. Wow. How, How controversial would that be? You could do 500 podcast episodes exp- expounding it. All the churches in the, the wherever the where uh, located in the area of the Iowa Capitol could then have sermon series on examining the seven tenets of the satanic altar in the Iowa Capitol building, and we're going to go through each one of these tenets and show you the biblical uh, how those what these tenets say. And then we're going to respond to them biblically. On all of these news articles about this and it's being thrown down, no one's bothered to articulate what the seven tenets are. In fact, I believe this article that I read from, they don't bother to state them either. So let me, let me in fact, let me see here. Um, I could be wrong here. Yes, so here we go. Uh, Michael Cassidy was charged with felony and mischief and a hate crime last month for pushing over the display that was erected by the Satanic Temple of Iowa and featured a statue in front of a candlelit altar abandoned with, uh, adorned, not abandoned, adorned with seven fundamental tenets of the organization. Actually, hang on. All right. Oh, they do have a hyperlink. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Do we have the... The Satanic Temple, the fundamental tenets. Are you ready? So I'm going to do what other everyone else forgets. They do have a hyperlink. I don't outline them, but here they are. Here we go. The There are seven fundamental tenets of the Satanic Temple. You can go to the thesatanictemple.com. The Satanic Temple, that's all run together. The thesatanictemple.com. Here they are. Number one, 
one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. That sounds horrible. That sounds like absolutely shocking. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. That is, ladies and gentlemen, that sounds absolutely appalling. Fundamental tenet number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Number three, one's body is uh, is inv- inviolable subject to one's own will alone. All right. So your body is subject to your will alone. That probably would then have something to do possibly with abortion. So then we may have an issue with that. Right. Um, in fact, I'm going to look up this. I'm going to look up something here. I'm going to look up something, make sure I know exactly how they're using a word. Never to be broken. It's this inviolable. word. Inviolable. Inviolable. Uh, it's never to be broken infringed or dishonored. So if we do it that way, one's body, one's body uh, should never be broken, infringed or dishonored and it's uh, and subject to one's own will alone. In other words, your body should not be controlled or taken or infringed upon by someone else. It should be your subject to your will alone. I bet you that has something to do with abortion. That seems the direction that that is possibly going. All right. The freedom of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedom of another is to forego one's own. Now, I, I agree with that. The freedom of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. Christians should be free to offend and what we say and the, and the satanic temple should be free to offend and what they say. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedom of another is to forego one's own. If you give, if you take away other people's freedom, you take away your own. Wow. That, see, I'm actually a lot of agreement with, uh, number one, number two to the, I think number one and number four, I agree with most. Number three, obviously we would have some issues if they apply that to abortion or what they may apply that to, but we could definitely agree. And we would obviously, we would say that our body is subject not to our own will alone, but our body is to be subject to God alone. So there we would have some disagreement and we could draw a clear parallel there. Uh, Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific fact to fit one's belief. Well, we should never distort facts to fit fit one's belief. However, we would say as Christians, we believe that we believe in God, even if that goes against what is considered scientific fact. We are not going to distort that fact. We're going to say, here's what science teaches, but here's what our faith believes. They may be in conflict, and we have no problem with that, because by faith, we hold to that which cannot necessarily be seen or understood with our minds. Like, I don't know, God is eternal and and. and death, burial, resurrection, a talking snake, and many other concepts, okay? Next, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Well, I do agree. They say people are fallible. I would say people are depraved, but okay. Next, every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Those are the seven fundamental tenets. There they are. Now, if you want to have a 
direct. Now, those are different than the nine. Just make sure that you know. The nine satanic statements that are in the uh, satanic Bible. Those are different than these. All right. Those are different. Those are the fundamental tenets. These are the nine satanic statements that are found at the uh, almost the beginning of the satanic Bible after kind of the introductory material. It's right there. There's nine. I can give them to you really quick. Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of uh, hypocritical self-deceit. Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more often worse than those that walk on all fours, who because of his divine, spiritual, and intellectual development has become the most vicious animal of all. Satan represents all the so-called sins as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business all these years. There, I've added, that's extra. You, you get that for free. You don't even have to pay for it. So I do applaud the Christian Post for actually having a hyperlink to the fundamental tenets. I do, I'm glad that they're there. All right, there you have it. I, I, I wish I had something else profound to say. My point is we can be opposed to all of it. We can speak against it. We can condemn it. At the same time, we live in a country where we have the freedom of religion. So I want them the freedom to, to be there. I want them the freedom to do that. When I was in Grace University in Omaha, Nebraska, one of my classes was uh, World Religions, I think was the name of the class. And guess what we had to do? One week, we went to an Islamic mosque. And we sat down. We watched a service. We got to talk to the leaders. They got to express Islam to us, what Islam believes. Then one week, we, we, we went to a Jewish, a Jewish synagogue. Then one week, we went to, I think, a Catholic church. Then one week, we went to, I think, a Buddhist uh, organization. We, I think we, we went to a Unitarian. Well, like each week we had, to, as a class, we went to these different groups and let them present their, their perspective. You know what I loved about that? It's because I loved that all those faiths and all of those different beliefs, even though I b- disagreed with them, I loved the fact that they were free and had the right to speak, worship, and promote their beliefs. I, disre- disre- I disagreed with them, and I wanted the right to be able to speak and criticize the beliefs of said organizations. But it's the beauty of that freedom. That's what makes America wonderful. We cannot lose that freedom. The freedom of religion is the freedom to be wrong. Also the freedom to be right. But that freedom You don't go into a building and tear up someone else's property because you don't like what they say. Because if we support that mindset, then what's going to stop someone from coming and tearing down your church and burning it to the ground because they disagree with it? 
What's going to stop them from desecrating the outside of your building or ripping off the uh, cross if you have a cross on the outside of your building? What if you put up a nativity scene outside your church and someone drives by and they don't like it and they come tear it up? You're going to want them punished. You're going to want them persecuted. You're going to want the the government to step in and punish them. Well, then guess what? You can't have the government punish other people for tearing up your property and then think that somehow you're righteous for tearing up someone else's property. It's ridiculous. It's illogical. And it's foolish. We do not live under a theocracy. And I don't want to. Unless God's going to be literally audibly speaking to us from, you know, the temple or from the tabernacle. There you have it. You can email me your disagreements. I know this, the, disagree- the disagreements are going to come in hot and heavy. I know, and that's okay. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Uh, the temperature currently outside is 88 degrees. It's warming up quickly outside. And it's probably now warming up here on this podcast because people are going to be hot. See how I'm, see I'm doing that? I know it's horrible. It's a hor- It's such, it's so just weak. But people are going to be upset. And you know what? I understand they're going to be upset. I would just ask you to take a deep breath and just realize I'm not agreeing with Satanism. I'm 100% against it. I'm all for condemning its belief. I'm all for speaking the truth of, of about God. I'm not for us denying other people the freedoms that we so want and that we so utilize. I'm utilizing that freedom right now. I'm going to post this all over the internet. You know what I want the Satanic Temple to be able to do? Post it all over the internet. And I want them to be able to disagree with me. And freedom, great. Freedom's beautiful. I served 19 years in the United States military to support that freedom and to defend that freedom. If the Satanic Temple wanted to put a Satanic display right next to my church, I would support their right to do so. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great day. God bless.